0: Hey, have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Yep, free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. In fact, I'm on my phone right now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchored app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. and welcome to The Should Theory. I am Tara Grebe, and I have a great interview for you today that I have really been looking forward to for a long time. Today I am talking to Brianna Shade, and she is from BigTinyWorld.com. There are some really cool things about her. I do not want to steal her thunder and tell her story, but I'll tell you a few cool things. First of all, she is amazing with her photography, She loves to go with the flow, but secretly she is a type A person. I'm sure she'll tell us about that. She's been described by her dad as someone who likes to blaze her own trail. She loves all things adventure. And I think that perhaps some of her exciting story might have come out of an April Fool's Day joke. So maybe she'll tell us about that. So Brianna, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, Why don't you start by telling us um, what your spot was that you were in, and then we'll segue into all the amazing things that you're doing now.
1: Sure, absolutely. So like everybody else uh, of my generation, I'm a millennial, and so I grew up in this very odd time of transition. I witnessed the birth of the internet and all of that fun jazz, Mm -hmm. but I was brought up to accept this idea that, well, you're supposed to go to school, you're supposed to get an education, uh, get good grades so that you can graduate with honors and get a good job, work for 40, 50 years of your life, and then retire, and then maybe eventually live your life and actually Mm -hmm. do what you're doing. Uh, And so that was really what I was, uh, you know, groomed to do. And So I did that. I was very good in school and I was very good at interviews and very good at getting jobs and all of that kind of thing. And I worked in the corporate world for years and I enjoyed it. I mean, there was, there was nothing wrong with that. I absolutely loved my job. Uh, I actually was a software engineer for a number Mm -hmm. of years um, at a local company. And I originally started on the corporate side of that company Mm -hmm. and because that's where, where my credentials ended me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I always wanted to join the IT department of that company. Um, but right from the start, somebody in my department said, Oh, well, it's too difficult to join that. So you shouldn't even try. And so I didn't uh, stupid me. I should have known, <laughs> should have known better. That's you know? right. That's right. Um, and, and so I eventually like gosh, I think I was in the company for about six years before I finally decided like, you know what, I'm just going to try for it. And I started talking with the people uh, down on the coveted second floor where all of the IT (laughs) folks were uh, and, and made some friends down there and ended up walking into the office of uh, one of the managers down there and said, hey, look, I want to join your team. And he was completely taken aback. He's "I'm wow, I, I don't usually have a, a drive-by, he called it, of people just popping in and saying, <laughs> hey, I want to join your team, you know. Um, and uh, I gave him all of the reasons why. It's like, well, I've always kind of – I've been intrigued by this idea of IT, and I feel like I'm, I'm meant for something more, and uh, th- this is just – so much more exciting than you know the the politics and whatever else that I was dealing with on the corporate side of things, and mm-hmm. I was doing um, uh, data analysis at the time uh, on the corporate side, and so it was it just it didn't excite me as much as like software engineering, you know, development, writing code, and all of that, right? Of that. Uh, and so he ended up saying, well, look, I'm, I'm very excited about this, but I don't have a position open at the moment, but you know, who does, uh, this other guy in this other department also in the it, uh, Uh, and so it was something completely unexpected. And I talked to him and it ended up being a perfect fit because it was all about automation, which was totally my zone of, of genius. And Mm -hmm. it, it was awesome. And immediately night and day with that kind of transition, moving to that, that department, And I found my people. I mean, they had the same kind of quirky sense of humor that I did. They Mm -hmm. wanted to get together for lunches and whatever else. And it wasn't just about, you know, showing up in the morning, clocking in, uh, doing your job, and then going home and forgetting about it. People actually wanted to connect. And I absolutely loved that. And that opened my eyes to the possibilities of you know, don't necessarily listen to what other people are telling you of what you're able to do in a given situation or what you should do. Um, right, for, for right.
0: That. So I think I might have gone a bit beyond the scope of, of your no, question there. On No, on that you did. You were great. That was great. And, you know, my next question to you was going to be, um, you know, what was it that made you decide to make a change? But you went there a little bit. I think yeah. what's interesting is that, um, you know, how quickly and easily you and so many of us um, listen to just one voice that said, oh, God, you shouldn't even try that. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do that. And who knows? Maybe that person who said it to you couldn't do that. But what do they know about you and your ability, right? right? And yet, how quickly do we go, oh, you're right. I shouldn't do that. And then we don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's fantastic. So you made that change to, to the IT department, but that's uh-huh. still not exactly what you're doing no. now. So that's that's not the end of
1: the story there. All right. So because of that enlightenment, that freedom of, well, gee, you know what? I decided to take this leap of faith and try something new. And it, like I said, it opened my eyes to the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for years I had been hearing all sorts of people around me uh, in passing saying, yeah, you know what? I, I, love traveling and -and so-and-so quit their job and and went traveling full-time or traveled for a year or whatever. And it's like, man, you know, I really wish I could do that. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying that to myself until I I realized again that that moment of, well, what exactly is stopping me? So let me tell you this, the story about the April Fool's Day joke. I'm ready Um, because I think that's how we're going to get there. (laughs) Yes. yes. Uh, So this leads right into that, actually. So um, my husband and I um, are a couple of pranksters uh, sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And so... We had been planning a trip to Japan, uh, something that we had dreamed of for years and years. And my sister got me into anime when I was really young. Mm -hmm. And I I love the Japanese culture and I love Japanese food. And we have a special affinity for cats. And I'm kind of a cat fanatic. So for all of those reasons, I was very connected to the culture and very excited to visit Japan. Um, And I was studying Japanese at my local school. just taking a few evening classes while I was working. And one of the things that they offered there was hey, if you're into Japanese culture and whatever else, we have what's called the jet. Program um, Americans can go and live in Japan for a year and teach English. Got it. You don't have to know really any Japanese. In fact, you're not allowed to speak Japanese. Right. The they want your English
0: expertise exactly.
1: And yep. you're supervised by a, a Japanese teacher and all of that kind of is very structured. And right. it's an amazing program. And they they pay for your 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 board and and they pay you to teach. And it's a wonderful opportunity. And I legitimately considered it. Mm-hmm. And so. As the the end of the term came to a close and we were nearing April Fool's Day, I mm-hmm. thought, "Ooh, this would be a fun joke. And I put out onto Facebook this joke that, hey, I've been accepted into the JET program uh, mm-hmm. and Aaron and I are going, Aaron, my husband, yep. and I are going to go live in Japan for a year and teach English and experience this wonderful thing around, uh, halfway around the world. And half of the people were like, oh, my God, that's so exciting. And other people were like, yeah, I don't know. I know what day this is. I, I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know my you sister, too well. My sister, who who introduced me to anime, has said, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> she saw right through it. Um, and I had a few people asking me, well, what are you going to do about your cats and all this other stuff? And Anyway, so we had our laps. We thought it was an absolute blast. And of course we ended with the whole, ah, April, April Fool's, no, so we're yes. not really doing it, but wouldn't that be fun? And mm-hmm. so of course that evening, as, as we're, we're laughing about this, we uh, cracked open a bottle of wine, which is uh, probably our first mistake. Uh, <laughs> and we got to talking and, and said, well, you know, that would be a really cool thing. And we hear about these people who travel the world and, and they quit their jobs and they do all this stuff from the road. And wouldn't that be fun? And then we're thinking, like, well, what's stopping us?
0: Sometimes you know you need a change, but you just don't know where to start. Go to www.terrorstudy.com and listen up a call. Really, sometimes all you need is someone to help guide you, make you accountable, and help you see the things that deep down inside, you already know. Go to my website, check it out, and let's see if we can't work together to help you get your shift together. Why can't
1: we do that? Is it just society saying that we shouldn't or because we have told ourselves this narrative of, well, you're supposed to be in a job and a career right. and what would that look on your resume and what are Stability, they going to right?" Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how can we abandon our lives and do that? And it's like, you know what? Why can't we do this? And- the next morning when we sobered up, it still sounded like a good idea. And so <laughs> we decided to go for it. And we spent the next three years actually saving up uh, this this lump sum, whatever, so that we could afford to just quit our jobs and go okay. traveling for a full year. But the catch here and the fun part of the story is we didn't tell anybody Whoa. about our plans until a year later. So wow. on the following April April 1st, we announced to everyone hey guess what in 2019 we are planning on quitting our jobs and going to travel the world for a year half of the people were like oh my god that sounds so amazing and the other half are like no Here you did this last year
0: right i'm not falling for it again now let me ask you this question do you think that if you had told people you know right when you had made the decision do you think you would have had people around you that said mm, all the things that you just said? You, what about your stability? Mm-hmm. How you can't really just take off and do that. Do you think mm-hmm. that, first of all, I guess, do you think people would have said that to you? Mm-hmm. And second of all, uh, do you think it would have changed your decision?
1: That's an interesting question. As as you noted earlier, uh, my, my dad likes to say, I blaze my own trail. And right. I have gotten to a point through many of these, I guess, should realizations of, well, people are telling me this one thing, but I decided to go a different path and it worked out for me. Right. And so I've really detached myself from what other people tell me. That's excellent. Uh, and, and that's been a huge years long transformation for me. It took I me think that's a, to to Yeah. That's
0: a key learning, I think for any person. And I mean, there's people that may never be able to do that and there's other mm-hmm. people that it takes them forever to do that, but Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to do that. And maybe, maybe it was like you said earlier, a piece from, you know, deciding you weren't going to listen to the person that told you not to uh, try out for the IT job or even dabble. And you got mm-hmm. that one too. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to me how one success can open your eyes mm-hmm. and raise your confidence. And then you just can really go from there. So, Absolutely. Um, so you went and you did your jet program right? No, 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 no. I was never actually accepted into the jet program. That was, that was the joke. (laughs) Oh,
1: but you went, but you did go to Japan. Oh, absolutely. We went to Japan and it had an absolute blast. Uh, and that was actually my husband's first trip overseas. He had never okay. been outside of the US before, not even Canada or Mexico. And so, talk about jumping straight into the deep end. And yep. it really fostered this love of travel for him, especially. And I'm a military brat, so I've been traveling everywhere. For, sure. For almost my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so. We loved that experience so much that we wanted more of it, and so in 2019 we did actually quit our jobs. And I I loved being able to tell my boss because I loved my boss at the time. Sure, in the IT department, it, I loved my job. So don't don't <laughs> don't don't misunderstand me there. But I wanted a change. It's like sure. I, I have something more of my life that I really, I want to experience the world and that's not going to happen by writing code, uh, not in one place anyway. Uh, and so I remember telling my boss like, yeah, I'm leaving. And he's like, have you already accepted another position? Yeah. And I said, nope. And he says, okay. And he was very confused. And I did understand well, it. Yeah. Well, we are going to go traveling the world for a year. And he's like, yeah, I got nothing to counter that. I have I have no no arguments to try to convince you to stay. I can't yeah. try to say, "Hey, don't go traveling. I would love to keep you and and I hate to lose
0: you," but but I heck, get it. Enjoy your life. <laughs> and again, thank goodness for someone who's supportive like that because I think there are plenty of people who would try to talk you out of it or oh, again tell you why it wasn't sensible. So mm-hmm. so you you made the jump. Let me ask you this question. Was there ever a point um, where you and your husband quit your jobs? It's 2019. You've made this decision Mm -hmm. um, where you said, oh, we made a bad choice or was it full steam ahead?
1: (laughs) So I got another interesting story for you. Okay. Um, So we started our, our world trip by going to South Africa. Mm-hmm. We figured get the longest flight out of the way first, and then we'd work our way up to Europe and then across other areas of the world and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we first went to South Africa on day three, three days into this we planned on at least fourteen months on the road on mm-hmm. day three. Our bags were stolen uh out of our trunk uh. we lost and and I'm I'm a photographer, as you well know, and my my husband is a videographer, so we had a lot of expensive camera gear on us. Right. We lost about $7,000 worth of camera gear. Oh, my goodness. And it was heartbreaking. Oh, my goodness. And I mean, we didn't know what to do. It's like at the very beginning of our trip, three days in, we lost all of our camera gear. We almost put the kibosh on the whole thing. We almost said, okay, Maybe this is a sign that we yeah. need to go home. telling us we shouldn't be here. <laughs> right? There's something, but I'm really glad we didn't. I'm really, really glad we didn't. We spent a week and we almost literally locked ourselves into our hotel and, you know, spoke with our insurance companies. Thankfully, everything was insured and right. we were able to recover most of it, which is That's fantastic. Great. Not, not the actual yeah, things. Right. We're long gone somewhere in Africa, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but the money behind it, we were able to recover most of it because we had all of our gear insured and we were able to go to a local camera shop and repurchase most of our gear, of course, at Excellent. much higher prices. Sure, um, sure. So we were, we were out, you know, still, still some of that, but we were able to recover a lot of it. And I think that moment in our trip really had, it prepared us. It made us a lot more cognizant of our surroundings and a sure. lot more careful go forward. So we could have possibly avoided a much more serious uh, incident, which may have involved ourselves actually yeah. getting hurt over expensive camera gear. Or I don't yeah. know. I, I have no idea what could have happened. But mm-hmm. because of that moment, I, I think it really strengthened us. And I think it also brought us together as a couple um through that adversity you know uh, that right. hey we survived this thing adversity and adversity has a funny way of doing that to people right? <laughs> and, and so it it really put an interesting color to our trip, like at the very beginning. And right. now we look back at it like, wow, that was a real learning experience for sure. But it's also something this this story that we can tell other people and hopefully others can learn from it. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a moment where we almost Absolutely. almost quit right out, right out oh the gate, goodness. basically. And then, of course, as you know, nine months later, COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And so, and, and then we were, we were almost stranded in Ushuaia, uh, South America, the, the very, very tip of uh, Argentina. Wow. Um, two days before we were set to go on a, an excursion to Antarctica, our cruise was... Uh, our expedition, they don't like to call it a cruise, our, right. our expedition was canceled uh, and we were forced home. In fact, we almost got stranded in this tiny little town on the tip of Argentina Right. Uh, because they grounded all flights because Argentina completely closed all the right. borders. So we like to joke that um, we, started, we started our trip by uh, almost being forced home, and we ended our trip by almost not being able to get home. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so it was just the, these bookends on this, this incredible oh trip, which was otherwise fantastic. It was absolutely right. amazing, but those, those two things were just like, geez.
0: <laughs> so moving to your success from yes. all of that adversity and from all of that travel, you and your husband now have created a company uh, that yes. helps other people travel.
1: Yes. So tell so, us about that. Absolutely. So um, be. Th- I like to find the silver lining in all, all of these gray, gray clouds. And so amidst COVID and amidst uh, 2020, because we were forced home, we decided, okay, well, we can't really travel right now. I mm-hmm. mean, our, the one thing we're most passionate about, we can't do right now because the whole world is shut down. And even if we could, we didn't feel that it would be responsible to do so to not only be possible carriers ourselves, but then to be uh, such an influencer in that space to encourage mm-hmm. other people to do the same thing, and so we really wanted to be responsible in in that space, and we decided to take the time instead to focus on building a business surrounding travel or or in, around travel, right um, and. So what we do now is we teach adventurous couples how to master their travel planning. Uh, and so we've been through all sorts of things. We've been all around the world and, uh, I am a master saver, especially, and so I love having that element of being able to cut down on costs, but at the same time, we really want to experience the world around us and get the most out of everything that we do, so Mm -hmm. we're not what we would consider budget travelers. Instead, we cut costs on the major things where we can so that we can afford to splurge elsewhere. I think that's a great Uh, principle. It's this wonderful balance of, right. oh, you know what, I want to have a nice dinner in France, or I want to be able to take an excursion to Antarctica. right. These right. are so near budget travel friendly, you know? Right, right. Uh, if, if we learn how to budget elsewhere, then we can afford those things. And we That's really fantastic. want to maximize our experiences and connect with humanity, especially all around the world and cultures and these beautiful, beautiful places. And share that with the world and share with other couples how to do what we do.
0: That is fantastic. And I have to say, I did bop around your site uh, preparing for this conversation today. And, um, you know, my first my first take on it was that it, it wasn't overwhelming. There was a lot to see, a lot of mm-hmm. information, really easy to click around and, and you know, see what options were. But also you have your blog articles, which were really neat. Um I loved uh, everything about it, and I think it's something that people who want to plan travel may mm-hmm. be intimidated because it's overwhelming, because there's a lot of details, or like you said, it can Absolutely. become really cost prohibitive. Um, so to give people that that ability to, to see the world and see other things and expand their horizons uh, is really just such a great thing that you do, um, and I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. So let me ask you this. So now that you are where you are and Mm -hmm. we've heard about, you know, get all the good grades and work for 40, 50 years, do that structure um, Mm -hmm. all the way to where you are now, what advice today would you give to yourself back before you tried out for that IT job?
1: Oh my goodness, just take more risks. I was so afraid to fail and I Mm. was so, I was guided by all of the the, the advice around me of people saying, "Oh, well, here's the path, and we've done it before, and this is what you should do, and this is what's worked for me, and this is how you should do it too." Right. But that's not necessarily the best path for you. Right. And so, I mean, there are lots of people who have done basically anything you want to do in this world. Somebody has done it before you. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best advice for you. Right. And so if if I had my my year my myself from 10 years ago, and I could send her a message, I would say, take more risks. Don't be afraid to fail and try those things that people say you can't do or you shouldn't do. Just go
0: for it. I mean, your what, bags what's the worst stolen. thing that can happen? Seriously, I say your bags might get stolen, but it will all work out in the end. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, we've been through that after that.
1: It's like, psh, right. Not, that's right. I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Oh, I mean, that's the, worst, the worst
0: thing I could think of has already happened. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, I like to close out all of my interviews with three questions that I ask of everybody. Um, and the first one is what would you say is the most positive should that helps motivate you and gets you to get things done?
1: I think the should that I live by and have for a number of years is basically this mantra of no regrets Mm. or, you know, you should take advantage of every opportunity and, uh, live your life to the fullest. And if you think, ask yourself this question, Will I regret not doing this mm. and if if the answer is yes, then do, do it.
0: it. yeah, absolutely. and then what what inhibiting should or should that keeps you in place, would you say floats around in your mind every now and then
1: sadly i I wish i I didn't have to say i' say the money. Thing so you should earn money you should Mm -hmm. save uh you should be putting away this this amount for retirement and whatever else but that that wars with this idea that well i want to travel and everything else and so that's why i've kind of reconciled that with well if i'm really good at cutting the costs then i can still do what i want that's right and, and still abide by that should of putting money away for my future.
0: <laughs> I agree. And I think also uh, just the sheer fact that some of the traditional thoughts, I mean, you're a millennial, I'm a Gen Xer. I grew up with the same expectations that you did. You know, sure. you get a career, mm-hmm. do something reliable. But I think that um, what a lot of us, your age and, and older are learning is that you can Uh, make money, save and do by doing stuff that you love. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, there was work and you worked so that you could Mm -hmm. do things that you enjoyed. And Mm -hmm. now I think it's that you can enjoy your work and make enough money to do all the things you need to do. And that's the message. So my last question for you is what is the best advice you've ever gotten?
1: Goodness. I I think it's very highly related and probably why it, has been my lifelong mantra. Again, going back to my dad, who has been a huge influence in my life. Uh, he was the one in the military and bringing us all around the world. Uh, he's the reason I had an opportunity to live in Australia for two years, which really mm-hmm. kind of seeded my my love of travel and, and disparate cultures and whatever else. And his philosophy has always been that, again, that idea of take advantage of every opportunity of if you see an opportunity come across, don't just let it pass by because it you it may never come again and then you'll always be wondering in the future well what if what right. if i went down that path what if i explored this this thing and so i've really lived by that and honestly i think that is some of the best advice that i've received and some of the best advice that i can give is you know take advantage of of those opportunities live your life to the fullest,
0: grab the bull by the horns, all of those, all those uh, things, yeah, adages, you know, I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love it. So, um, Brianna, if someone is intrigued as I am about, uh, adventure travel as a couple, where sure. can they find you and get some of your expertise? Absolutely. So, uh, our
1: website is big tiny all one word, .com, Uh, mm-hmm. and we're also big tiny world on all of the various social medias. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter and Instagram and all of those things. So whatever, uh, floats your boat, uh, big tiny world is, is, is our handle.
0: That is fantastic. And I will also include, uh, all of those connections in the show notes Um, so people can go down there and click and find all the things they want to find as well. I just want to, uh, go over some of the great things that you said. Um, my two favorite things that you said first was, uh, you know, I love my job, but I have more of my life to experience and that won't happen here. And so you have to just go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. your best advice to give to yourself was to take more risks and don't be afraid to fail. And the best advice you ever got was take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. I think all really great things for our listeners to Absolutely. to hear. And really, the more we interview people and the more we talk, time and time again, we hear people say, I was so afraid of failure. I was so afraid to disappoint yeah. someone. And their advice every single time on the other side is, I don't know what I was so afraid of. And I wish I had done right. this sooner. So um all really great things that you shared with us. I really hope that people come and uh, check out BigTinyWorld.com because again, the cool site and certainly coming closer together by traveling the world is I think something that all of us should try to do for sure. I'm really glad that you came and talked to me today, Brianna. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Are you liking what you hear? We hope so. If you are, please go to your favorite podcast platform, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is The Should Theory.